Disclaimer, this episode contains adult topics, sensitive content such as self-harm and bullying, definitely not intended for children. Listener's discretion is advised. Welcome to my channel. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Michelle Bell. Welcome back to my channel, Chisme and Beer, where anything goes. Bueno, bueno, contacto, contacto, like my primo Wero says. How is everybody doing? I hope everybody is in great health and you guys are all good and your families are good. Uh, if you've been following me long enough, you already know I'm going to say some stupid shit because it took me forever just to make another episode. So let's just get down to it. Um, the last two episodes that I had, I took you down a rabbit hole of bullshit. Just the music industry in general. Bullshit. Motherfucking bullshit. <laughs> and um, of course, like always, you guys flooded me with messages and questions and this one in particular was very interesting. The main question was, how did I get out of that depression? How was I able to turn everything around? Because if you know me now, I am a very, very vibrant, optimistic person. No matter what the hell life throws at me, I'm always going to find the positive in it. And this is not fake. This is like genuine. But it took a lot of time and effort. Lots of self-discipline to get to this place of peace. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you guys what I do on a daily basis in general now, right? Because this is the maintenance part at this point. That's where I'm at in my life. But I'm also going to share what I did in the very beginning in my deepest, darkest places. Um, I feel that it is almost an obligation for me to share this with you guys because I do make my life public for you guys. I do share this stuff with you guys. I'm able to do this now because I am not in that place anymore. I'm not going to say that it's easy for me to share because it's not, but I feel like there are so many people in this world that go through these times and no one ever shares. Not, not really. I think I've, I've only seen a few people that really shared their journey that weren't holdouts that really genuinely gave a fuck about people. And I want, I mean, I give a fuck about you. So I want to tell you what I did. As y'all know, I was groomed. I went through a lot of abuse. Let me just share, I think like one dark, dark moment after the whole ordeal when um I had attempted suicide. And from that point on, I just, I felt like I lived in the fucking cloud. It was unbearable. I became an alcoholic. I drank every day. I didn't want to do anything. I just, I just wanted just to sleep. Um, thank God I had wonderful friends that were culeras that would not have no mercy on me. I had one friend in particular, uh, Erica, ah, Fedor, I love you, who she legit told me bitch, pack up your bags and you're going to come to my house. And she did not let me leave. Um, 
<laughs> now looking back, she needed me just as much as I needed her. She was in a in a fucked up relationship and she was just not happy there and she needed a, a buffer. I was the buffer. Hi. I definitely needed a distraction because I was just so devastated over my relationship that it had just ended my, my engagement. And so she helped me through a lot. We talked a lot. We ate a lot. We cried a lot. We laughed a lot. We did, we, we did a lot of stupid stuff. Step number one, surround yourself with people who are going to be open to your sadness, but don't let you sit in your poop. Because <laughs> every time that I wanted to call my ex, Erica would grab my phone and throw it. Or she'd hide it. Or she'll be like, I'll give it to you in an hour. And, I'm, and I'd be devastated. I'm like, but what if she calls? Please, please let me have my phone. And no, bitch, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Everything she said was true at that time. <laughs> and um, it took a lot. But um, surround yourself with people who are strong who are optimistic, like you need, you need a good circle. And if you don't have a good circle, then go and get yourself some therapy because that was the next step. So after having my band-aids, which were my friends, I finally ripped off the band-aids because I thought, okay, well, this is enough. I've, I've wallowed in this a little too long. I'm, I don't want to be like this anymore. I decided to try to uh, reintroduce my myself into society. And of course, I went about that the wrong way because I, I started living the bar life. And um, I was just, I don't know, being a puta out in the streets, you know, trying to find comfort underneath another woman. And that was not good. And it was not healthy at all. Distractions within other people are always a, a good thing. But then... When you go home and you're laying in bed by yourself, guess what? The pain doesn't go, I mean, it's not, it doesn't go away. It's just a momentary um, fix. And that's not, that's not healthy. It's not good for your soul. It's not good for your heart. So eventually I went to the LGBT center and I started getting therapy and I had it uh, for two, you know, two days out of the week. And I had a wonderful therapist who, she really helped me out a lot, put things in perspective, pissed me off a lot, challenged me a lot, gave me lots of tasks. Um, journaling is what helped me. So she would give me like worksheets and stuff and questions. And I had to sit there by myself and just like really ask this question. And one of the questions that really pissed me off was, do you love yourself? If yes, how do you love yourself? And I remember sitting there in front of this piece of paper telling myself, fuck yeah, I love myself. Yeah, I love myself. Hell yeah, I'm the shit. I'm, I have this and I have that and I have this, but that's not, that's not explaining how you love yourself. I was just explaining what I had, what I accomplished, but that wasn't love. On the contrary, everything that I was doing was showing me that I did not give a fuck about myself over over drinking over partying filling my life with emptiness that that wasn't love I was running <sighs> and um looking back I, I needed to go through all that stuff you see I was a performer 
And so it was very easy for me to entertain people and to catch their attention and keep them around for as long as I needed until I wanted more, but I knew that I didn't want it with them. And then I just got bored and then I left them. And then essentially what I was doing is I was hurting people. I hurt a lot of people during that time because these people would fall in love with me and I would pay attention to them and I was giving them everything that they they thought that they wanted and then I would just run away take it away and that was not fair uh, it, it took me a long time to to mend those fences with these people a lot of them are still uh, somewhat in my life most of them now are married and um, in wonderful relationships. So by the time I filled out this piece of paper that uh, asked me, how do you love yourself and how do you demonstrate love for yourself? I went to my therapist and I was like, this is some bullshit. Like, I don't want to do this. This is, this is ridiculous. I, I don't even know how to answer that. And she says, well, what do you like to do? And it just sounded like such a generic question. But let me tell you, this is, this is the basics. This is where it begins. If you right now are listening to this podcast and you are in, in the middle of a depression or you have anxiety, you, have, you suffer from anxiety, it all boils down to you. What is it that you want? Legit, write it down on a piece of paper. What do you want? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be loved? Do you want to be at peace? Do you want financial stability? Do you want a different job? Do you want better kids? I mean, all, all this stuff, it, you write it down. And then once you write it down, you reflect on each one. So you say, you want a new job. Okay, well, what are you doing to change that? Why, why, why do you want a new job? Because I want more money. Okay, are you looking for another job that's paying more? No, why? I, I don't know if I'm worthy of it. I don't know that I have the traits to do it. Okay, so then how can you fix that? Can you educate yourself more? Yeah, but I don't have the money for it. Okay, well, the internet is free. Online is free. <laughs> There's a lot of programs. What about, what about your self-confidence? How's your self-confidence? Do you feel good about yourself? No. Well, what is it that you don't feel good about? Mm, I hate my weight. I don't like my weight. Are you doing anything about it? No. Why? Because I'm depressed. Okay. That's still not, that's an excuse. Like, do you get what I'm saying? You have to have these conversations with yourself. And though you might feel crazy because you're talking to yourself, you're really not. Everybody fucking does it. They're just not telling you. Most successful people, if you watch their stories, if you hear their stories, they will always say the same thing. I questioned my life. One day I said, that is enough. I don't want to be like this. I'm going to be like this. The moment that you start setting goals, goals for yourself, it could be little baby goals. It doesn't have to be anything big. For instance, again, I'm going to use the weight thing because I do struggle with the weight thing. If I'm telling you, I feel ugly. Okay, so then do something about it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where to begin. 
step one, take accountability. I understand being stressed out and stress eating. I am guilty of that. I'm a motherfucking snacker. That is my thing. But you can easily, easily change your snacks. Instead of potato chips, you can go get celery sticks if you wanted to. Make little promises to yourself. There's so many times when I'm like, I'm going to lose five pounds in five months. That is more than enough time. And when I achieve those goals, I feel better, especially when I've tackled it in three weeks <laughs> or even a month. But why? Because I'm putting in the work. I'm exercising. I'm moving around more. Mind you, I have multiple sclerosis. It's not like I can do the same exercises that used to work before. I've told a lot of people this before. Like, I miss my burlesque body. My body was snatched motherfucking up. Itty bitty little waist. My legs were strong because I was lifting weights. I did a lot of cardio. My arms were nice and slender. Like, it was great. But after getting multiple sclerosis, I cannot do a lot of these exercises because it makes me very fatigued. So for a long time, I was like, I can't work out. I can't work out. I can't work out. Well, you could sit down and do some arm fucking, um, what is it called? The, the little windmills. You can do windmills on your, on your arms just sitting down. You can wash dishes and do the calf up, calf down exercises. The possibilities are endless is what I'm trying to say. So back to the whole worksheet thing. Once I figured out what it was to show self-love for myself, then I had the aha moment. So one time she had me write out, what would make you happy? And for whatever stupid reason, everything that I said had to, had to do with another human being. So it was like, I want to be loved. I want romance. I want someone to hold me. I want someone to compliment me. I want some, like, it, it was just all of that. And she's like, no, Michelle, you don't get it. What can you do for yourself? And I'm like, well, fuck. Shit, I don't know. Because I didn't, I didn't grow up with the, the, with the opportunity to do that. Because I was trained to just, to obey these, the, the adults. I didn't know, you guys. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I, I just didn't know. So she started to help me. So eventually, after like a gazillion different options that I took, <laughs> I finally realized that Gardening was my thing. It made me feel so good to pull out the weeds and clean up this whole entire little mess. And then I'm like, I'm going to get these seeds and I'm going to plant them right here and I'm going to water them every day. There's something very fulfilling about watching a dry amount of, of dirt and planting seeds and saturating the soil. The little head of the plant peeking through and coming through, coming to life. It's something so marvelous, you guys. I mean, it sounds dumb, right? But you, let me ask you right now, out of all the, all, all of you that are listening, have you ever planted a seed? And if you have not, you're missing out. As a matter of fact, I need you to go get some freaking semillas, go plant anything. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is. And you tell me how it makes you feel. But you have to put in the effort. 
water it and watch it grow. It feels very nice to know that your hands did that, that you contributed to the growth. And just the way that little seed grows, that's exactly how the self-love grows inside of your heart. Eventually, I had a little list. So it was like gardening, going to the beach. Once a month, I would I would buy myself something, a little splurgy splurge, whatever it was. I love me some jewelry. One of the things that is like hardcore on my list till date is taking a bath. So I'll take a shower, get all the mugre off of me. Then I make my little bath with a beautiful scented bubble bath from Bath and Body. I get my little candles and I'm not playing. This is some real shit. I do this, okay? I put some candles. I put my little my little meditation music or my spa music. And I just I just lay there in the bubbles and I'm like, oh, this smells so good. And I have my healing stones. I got me my smoky quartz, my rose quartz, my clear crystals, my amethyst. Yeah, I do all that. And I put it in a little in a little dish. Like I went to the store and I bought this little cute little tea, like a little tea dish. It's not for a teacup, okay? It's for my stones. <laughs> and this is what I do. I do a ritual. It's like legit a ritual. And if I get roses, oof, forget it. I will throw some of those roses inside of my bath as well. And if I don't got roses, I'll get tea bags. I'll go get some chamomile, you know, the tea that you drink, and I'll throw them in my bath. Possibilities are endless. And when I started to do this, I was like, huh, you know what? This feels good. I'm going to add something more to it. I'm going to add a luxurious lotion that feels so good. And now I'm going to start massaging my feet. My hands and my feet feel fabulous, y'all. I just want to let you know that. My skin is off and popping. Why? Because I take the time to do this. These are the things that I started to do. And then little by little, I started to notice that I started to kind of like feel a little bit more confident. And then one time my homegirl was like, you know what? Maybe you need a new wardrobe. Been wearing the same stupid shit for a long time. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I want to look a little more sexier. Okay, so what I do, I went to go get some fucking, some lacy calzones, you know, get me some really pretty bras. Like nobody knew what I was wearing underneath. And let me tell you, half the time I was wearing something real provocative and no one had no idea. But it was my little dirty secret. And so I started having these little, these little things with myself where I'm like, he, 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 he. And then you, you start to make a relationship with yourself. And then the best part is once you're already at the bottom, there ain't nothing else that can smash you down. Do you're already down there? It don't make no difference. So even if you mess up, you don't, you're not going to fall hard. Take the time to write your list and really think about it what it is that makes you feel good. I'm not talking about your kids. I'm not talking about your wives and I'm not talking about your husband. I'm talking about you and learn how to be a little selfish. You deserve it. How much do you do for people? Are you a, a, a are you a housewife? You clean the house from head to toe. You wash everybody's dirty calzones wash the dishes so by the time that the kids and your your partner comes home everything's nice and done 
a lot of times they for they don't even appreciate it. They don't even see they don't they don't see nothing. They don't even say, "Wow, the house is clean. Thank you." They just say, "Oh, another opportunity to fuck up the house." But how many times do you do this on a daily basis? Why would you not take the time to do something for yourself? Because the thing is, if nobody else is doing it for you, then you got to do it for yourself. And, and, and if you don't, then you're going to miss out. And I think for me, that's what it was at that time in my life. I was like, I gave so much. I did so much. And I did this and I did that. And I did this and I did that. But at the end of the day, she never asked me to do that. And if I really did it from my heart, I should not be saying, well, I did this. Why are you doing me like this? Because that's just my ego speaking. And it's natural for the ego to speak. And it's natural to feel like, what the fuck did I do? What did I do to deserve this? But sometimes it's not what you did. For for in, in my case, I didn't. For me, I was like, I don't want to say framed, but I was accused. She should have known better to have the mental state to, to believe me if she really knew my heart. But guess what? She didn't. Because she didn't trust herself. Because she was doing dirt. Do you get what I'm saying? Fast forward a little bit more. I started doing the therapy and it started to help me a lot. And then eventually I started to take accountability. Then it, it got to the hard parts. Why do I do this? Why do I have separation anxiety? Why do I feel like everyone's going to leave me? Why do I run? Why do I end all the relationships? Mind you, this was the only relationship that I didn't end. But all the other relationships I did. So I didn't know how to, to tackle that because no one had ever done that to me. That was territory unknown. And it was a big slap to my ego because my head was big and fat. And I just thought that, well, because I have so many fans, who the fuck wouldn't want to be with me? That's not right. You have to really be at peace with yourself in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, and really know yourself. At this point in my life, I am friends with my demons. I know when these mofos are trying to peek through. And when I, when I start to feel that they're going to start to act up, que la, la pendeja se me está saliendo, I push her back in and I sit down and I meditate and I tell myself, no, none of that is going to be worth it. All of that is going to hurt you. For every action, there's a reaction. Do you really want to do that? If you lie about something, you're going to have to answer for that because whatever is in the dark will come to the light. Do you want to deal with that? Fuck no, I don't want to deal with that. No, I don't. I don't want to deal with that. So now I live in a life of peace. I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. That was Kurt Cobain. Okay. Hims said that. And it was longer than that. That's just what I grabbed. But this is a quote that I live by. I'd rather be me. All, all kinds of jacked up, all kinds of whatever. Because the me that I am now is a very grown me. A very loving and gentle me. I am this way now because I have compassion for others. Because I forgave myself. Because I forgave all the people that hurt me in my past. Because they're not going to have hold on my life. And that leads me to the next part. 
when I started to do the groundwork, when I started to do the shadow work, to tap into the childhood part of me, the child part of me. What can I do to gain that back? You can't. You cannot get those years back. A lot of people get stuck in those those child-like forms and it's like, I was never loved. My mom and my dad never loved me. They never showed me attention. My siblings always got all the attention. Um, I was never protected. Okay, I'm, I, and the thing is, you have to come to terms. You have to say, okay, yeah, yeah. What can you do, mija? What can you do, mijo? What's done is done. Ya se acabó la canción. You have to stop singing that song over and over. Woe is me, woe is me, oh my God. Because if you have kids, eventually they're going to learn those tones. They're going to learn those lyrics. And they're going to remember, well, my mom always said that my grandma this and my grandpa that and that this and this and that and that. And she was always mad. And when we knew when she was going to be depressed, we knew when she was acting up, we knew when she was pissed off. You know what I'm saying? Like your kids should not be learning that kind of crap. They shouldn't, especially without any, with any, without any answers. Like for a long time, I didn't know what my parents' trauma was. I had no idea until I started to take the t- take the time to ask. Once I started to heal myself, I would go to my mom and my dad and I say, "Mom, were you abused? Why? Well, mom, I just want to know were you abused? Yeah. Well, what happened? And then she would tell me what happened. What why did that happen? Oh, because of this and this and that and that. Wow, mom, that wasn't fair. No, mija, it wasn't. Oh, mom, that's why you were probably the, the way you were. Maybe that's why you were so strict. Maybe that's why you found it so easy to pinch me or to, to hit me. Yeah, mija, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know any better. You get what I'm saying? When you start to open up those doors of communication, then you start to learn and you start to unravel, unravel all the bullshit. And then the communication lines come out clear. Same thing with my dad. Dad, were you abused? Yes, mija. Your grandpa used to this. Your grandpa used to that. I was the oldest, blah, blah, blah. This is what I had to do. I never had a break. You know, ultimately what happened was my parents were both abused, both, um, you know, children that were basically immigrants. And they, they learned English and they were, like I said, the oldest of like big families like seven kids, you know what I'm saying? And they were in charge of the rest of the kids. And back in those days, if one messed up, you know, the oldest was going to pay because the, the oldest should have taken care of the younger ones. And so my parents didn't have an opportunity to be young either. They were just, they were just strict. They were just, they just, they were already grown before they were even grown. And they wanted to live. They wanted, they wanted to travel. They wanted to do all those things. So when they seen an opportunity for me to travel, to be famous, whatever, they pushed me into it thinking they were doing the right thing. They weren't, they didn't really realize that what they were doing was putting me in harm's way with a bunch of unhealthy adults, but they, but they did it out of love. They did it out of love. And I know this now. And my parents and myself, we've came to this 
beautiful place in our lives of forgiveness and understanding. And we've been able to heal together. And, and, and this is a part of the learning process. But I love my mom and my dad. And we, and we talk and we communicate. So again, first, the figuring out what you want. Then the realizing where you love yourself and you don't love yourself. Then trying to make that list to figure out what it is that you need to fill these holes. Then the shadow work and trying to figure out where the damage started, when it started, how it started. And if, and if you could do the root work and really try to figure it out where, where you can get answers, sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes it's not. And in those cases, when it's not possible, you have to fucking let go. Example, my, and I'm going to talk about this again at a later date. My mom's brother molested me for many years. And I hated him. I fucking hated him. I tried to stab him, but the knife was dull and he was fat. Okay, so the knife bounced off. Yes, I know. This is horrible. Another time I was driving my little 80, 86 Toyota Corolla or 80, I forgot what fucking year it was. 80 something Toyota Corolla hatchback. And I fucking tried to run him over when he was riding his bike. Okay, mofo flew into the grass. It was the funniest thing. And I should not be proud of that. But, uh, but it was, it was, it was lovely to see that my abuser fly into the air. <laughs> And so it took a long time. And like I said, I hated him. I had no peace because the adults around the whole situation, some of them were in denial being my grandma. And then one day he committed suicide and he hung himself. And he voiced that he was sorry for what he did. Did he ever apologize to me? No, he didn't. Can I get that back? No. I can't. Did I go to his funeral? Yeah, I did. And I almost tipped that coffin over. But instead of doing that, my brother and my father legit pulled, pried my little fingers off the box because I was going to flip that shit. And I screamed out that I forgave him. You want to know why I forgave him? It wasn't for him. It was for me because I was like, I'll be damned if he's going to go to the grave. He's going to leave this earth and I'm not going to have the choice to just say it to his face. Like, fuck you, but I forgive you. That's it. It's ya se acabo. So in other words, sometimes we don't have the closure. Okay. Sometimes it, it, that boat just flies. I, I mean, it sails off. There ain't nothing you can do about it. So what do you do? Do you sit there and regret? Do you sit there with sadness because you never got the answer you wanted? No. What you do is you take over your life. You take charge. You make the conscious decision. I am not going to be a victim. I am not going to be sad anymore. I am not going to be miserable anymore. I am not my trauma. That doesn't make you you. I talked about this, I think, in my TikTok or whatever. I made a video stating, in spite of all the things that I've been through, that does not make me... Michelle. Michelle is loving and caring and compassionate. Michelle is motherly 
and and nurturing and and kind. These are the things that make me me. Some of the things that make me. Okay. I can sit here and be a victim of all the things that the, that the world has done to me and be miserable and be a shitty person and not be happy or fulfilled. But that isn't that I, I refuse to do that. Let's talk about the maintenance and what I do on a daily basis. So after all those steps that I took, here's the thing before I even begin with all that. Whatever formula works for you is what works for you. Just because I'm sharing with you how I did it and the steps I took does not mean that that is what's going to work for you. I'm simply sharing with you the things that I did try. Communication, forgiveness, peace. And of course, oh, I can't forget praying. My spirituality had everything to do with this. For me, God took me from here to there. He was the main source. He was the water throughout everything. God is what filled up every single crack and crevice and, and deepness that I could not fill. And he helped me to stay afloat. Do you get what I'm saying? So for me, a part of my healing is acknowledging myself, acknowledging my pains, acknowledging what is bothering me. I do that for Michelle, for the little Michelle inside of me. This is how I, how I act every single day. I am nurturing the little five-year-old Michelle in my body. Miha, how are you doing? Are you okay? I'm hurting a little bit. It's okay. We're going to get up. We're going to get some ibuprofen. And we're going to stretch a little bit and we're going to feel better. Okay. Okay. That is how I approach this. Open up all the windows, let the light in. That's another thing, you guys. Open the windows, let the light in, let the breeze flow through your house. Don't stay stagnant in that air. Your environment can change everything. I open everything up. I go outside to my yard. I look at my plants. I take Zina out to go potty, come back in the house, and then I start doing my studies. I love to learn. So whether that be about autopsies, whether that is about affirmations or Bible scriptures or sermons or hair or makeup, whatever, every single morning, I watch something that I want to watch to educate my brain. Not cheese, man. I'm not talking about going through TikTok and going through Instagram and Facebook and all that shit. I'm not talking about that. I mean, something that is going to fortify me every single day. And I do that to treat myself. And then after that, life begins. I do what I have to do, take care of whatever it is, the properties, whatever. I, got, I, I do what I have to do, any kind of work. And then towards the end of the evening, I eat my dinner. I relax. I have a little, a little sweet tooth. So I get whatever it is. I come to my room. I turn on my little my little mood lights and I put on some meditation music and I sit there and then I decide what am I going to do? Do I want to do some more research or do I want to write something out? Do what's going to make me feel better depending on what was going on throughout that day. If I'm having a bad day, I'll journal. There's this app called Being Me. No, I am not sponsored by them whatsoever, but this life, I mean, this life, this app is everything to me. 
Being Me. It's a journaling app and it asks you questions just the same way that I was giving you guys examples of in the beginning. And that's what I do. And then right before bed, I put on my little salt lamp. I put on some, you know, I put some, burn some Palo Santo or some incense or something. I set the mood in my room. It's always very romantic in my room. Okay. I'm always, I stay romancing myself and I'll go and I'll take my little bath the same way that I explained earlier, the candles and everything. Come back to my room, rub some lotion or oil all over myself, do my little face routines, comb my hair, lay there in my towel with my crystals, and I just do whatever the fuck I want to do. That's just pretty much it. And if I'm busy with my kids, that's a whole other ballpark because sometimes we're not awarded that kind of you know time or whatever. But no matter what, even when, when I'm up north with my kids and with, with my penny and all that, I still make the time. When I'm over there, I'm on mom duty. I'm on mommy wife duty. You get what I'm saying? I'm out there. I'm cooking, cleaning, doing what I got to do. Taking, you know, taking the kids to, to daycare and, and summer camp and swimming lessons and whatever it is. Come back to the house, make some dinner, clean the house, whatever we got to do. Get the kid, kids ready, you know, for the next day, the following day, whatever. But I always make the time for myself and I would still take my baths. And during the time that I'm taking my bath, that's when I journal. That's when I'm sitting there meditating. That's when I'm doing my affirmations. That's when I'm taking my time to breathe. When there's a will, there's a way. You need to make a will and a way for yourself. If you are not having a good mental diet, you're going to fall apart. I, most people that hear my full story that know could not, could not even fathom living through what I went through. Not to say that I'm stronger than anybody. No, I'm just strong enough. I'm strong enough to overcome my trials and tribulations. I know that you guys have your story too. But there comes a time when you have to take care of the child inside of your heart. Do me a favor, okay? If you don't want to do it for you, do it for me. And ask yourself a question. What have you done today that was selfless? I cleaned. I cooked. I took care of my kids. I gave a compliment to a stranger. I checked up on a friend. I called my mom, called my dad and, and acknowledge the positive actions that you took today. And then after that, after you're done, tell yourself, I am proud of you. You're such a good person. You're a really good person. And you might not believe it today and you might not believe it tomorrow, but the more that you practice this, the more that you say it to yourself, I promise you, you will start to believe it. It will come true and it will come to fruition and eventually you'll start to feel it. And when you start to feel it, then you become it. That's what this is all about. Any questions? You guys know how to find me. Go to my Instagram or my TikTok and go message me. For all my newbies, you can find me under the handle The Michelle Bell. That's T H E E M I C H E L L E B E L L E on all social platforms. And just a heads up, eventually I will be making videos 
I want to get back on the YouTube platform, so stay tuned for that. Either way, I want you guys to know that you guys are very important to me. None of this could be possible without you guys. Thank you guys for your support as always. And thank you for your kind words and encouragement, prayers, and your gifts. I love me some gifts. I love y'all very much. Stay positive and optimistic. Don't let nobody take your thunder. It's just not worth it. Let's work on finding ourselves all over again. It's such a peaceful place to not even consider entertaining the bullshit and the fuckery of other people who don't really care about you. Okay? But if maybe if we have our own little tribe, we can all care for each other. Isas. But with that being said, I love you guys very much. Y lávense las colas. <laughs>